friends, and welcome to the Girl Means Business Podcast. I'm your host, Kendra Swalls, a photographer and educator on a mission to help you find your passion, power, and purpose through entrepreneurship. So let's jump right into today's episode because this girl means business. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Girl Means Business Podcast. I am so excited that you're here listening. I truly mean it when I say that every single one of you out there listening to this makes my heart happy, and I love feeling connected to you. I love when I get messages and comments saying how much you enjoy listening to the show or when you reference something that we've discussed on the show. It just makes me so incredibly thrilled, and it reminds me of just how powerful these episodes can be not only in helping you grow your business, but just in connecting us with each other. And I think more than ever, we need to feel that connection. We need to feel like that we're not alone in all of the things that are going on right now. And hopefully this helps you feel like that you are chatting with a friend. And so that's what I want to be for you today. And every day that you're listening to these episodes, I just want to be that friend that you get to have a conversation with over coffee or wine or while you're taking a walk or whatever it is that you're doing today as you listen. So join me as we go through another episode this week. We are chatting all about ways to repurpose your content. Now, if you listened to last week's episode, when I chatted with Lauren from Salted Pages, she gave us tons of information and tips and really great advice on creating copy creating content, and how to boost your SEO, how to get noticed with your website, your content on social media, all those things. And so today, I want to kind of take it a little step further and talk about how we can take the content we have created and repurpose it so that we get the most bang for our buck. Because nobody wants to spend their entire days creating content. It feels like you're on this hamster wheel of just constantly having to crank out new information, new information, new information. And that can feel really overwhelming sometimes, especially when you are in this place of not wanting to create or not feeling creative or not feeling like you are 100% in your business. And so having a resource you can go back to, having a set of episodes or blog posts that you can kind of repurpose and refresh every once in a while is a really great way to still have relevant content out in the world, still be boosting that SEO, still be getting new eyes on your things without having to be creating something new every time. So it's working smarter, not working harder. That's my goal for y'all this week. So we're going to go through sort of five ways you can repurpose your content. So of course, in order to repurpose our content, we have to have content to start with. So you have to figure out what is the content you want to create for your brand? Is it blog content? Is it podcast episodes? Is it YouTube videos? What is it that you want to create that you're putting out into the world? So for example, I do these episodes every week. This is my weekly content. And then I take the content from these episodes and I can repurpose them in other ways. If you are a blogger, if you enjoy writing, or you that's more your brand's format, then creating blog content. If you are really great at creating video content, then video content on YouTube or Vimeo, 
TikTok, all those things, that's a great place to put all your content as well. So there's not one form of content that's better than another. They're just different versions of the same thing. And you can actually kind of cross purpose or cross repurpose the content, which is some of the things that we'll get into. But in order to repurpose content, you need to first make sure that you are creating consistent content in whatever format you choose to create in. So for the purpose of this episode, I want to take sort of one example of a piece of content and then walk you through how I repurpose that content throughout my business. One of the things that's great about repurposing content is going back and looking at the content you've already created and sort of looking at what's performing well. So I went back and I looked at all my podcast episodes and downloads, and one of the top most downloaded episodes is episode 19, which is getting started with email marketing. And so I'm going to use that podcast episode as an example for this episode to show you sort of how I can take that one episode that I recorded over a year ago and revitalize it and reutilize it in my business today. So the first thing is I would go and I will take that podcast episode and I will really look at what it was about and why I feel like it resonated with my audience. Now, if this is something that you don't have sort of a backlog of content to go back and look at, that's fine. Just keep this in mind for going forward in your business that you want to be looking at the content that you're producing and you want to be looking at those insights, those analytics to figure out what is really resonating with my audience and how can I use that to get more information out there, more content out there that my audience is really going to connect with. So what I did is I looked into this episode and I thought, okay, the topic of this episode was getting started with email marketing, but there's a lot of information that went into that episode because I talk a lot about, you know, what platforms do I use, you know, how to get people onto your email list using lead magnets, what is a lead magnet, you know, how to nurture your list once you have people on your list. There was a lot of content. So there's a lot of meat in there that I can utilize to add content elsewhere in my business. So step number one or tip number one is to utilize that content on social media. One of the biggest questions I hear marketers say is, I don't know what to post on social media. I'm supposed to be posting daily or a couple times a day or a couple times a week, and I run out of things to say. And so going back to a blog post or a podcast episode or something you've already created and taking part of that out of there is a really great way to repurpose content. Now, when I say that, I hear a lot of pushback from people that say, well, doesn't aren't people going to know that I've I'm reutilizing this? No, because here's the thing, guys, people, as much as we wish they were, they are not going down the rabbit hole of all of our content outlets. They're not listening to the podcast and then reading the blog and then checking your social media and then going to your Pinterest page. They're not doing that. So when you take a little piece of your blog post or a little piece of your podcast episode and put it on social media, it looks like brand new content to your social media following. And then you can point them back to the blog post, the video, or the podcast episode. So with the, uh, the example of the podcast um, episode getting started with email marketing, what I would do with that is I could go in, I could create a, you know, a visual graphic. I could create like a quote graphic that I put on my social media feed. 
or I could take out a quote from that episode and make it into a social media post. I could also take an audio clip of it. There are tons of apps and websites. One of my uses is called Headliner, and it allows you to take audio clips and turn them into like an Instagram story graphic. You've seen them probably, and you've probably seen them on my stories, or you've seen them on other people's stories where it has like the little voice bar, the little wave bar. You usually have like a photo or a graphic or text, and then it just plays like a little audio clip. That's another way you can create a social media graphic or social media content using content you've already created. So that's a really great way to repurpose your content. Again, you could even, if you have a blog post, just copy and paste a little quote from that blog post, put it into your social media caption, expound on it if you want to, and then point people back to the original content. Because the whole purpose of repurposing is to get people back to that original content the content you spent so much time and energy creating for your audience. And so don't be afraid to take copy and paste, put it in your social media post, and then say, hey, if you want to learn more about this or you want to listen to the full episode or you want to read the full blog post or you want to watch the full video, here's how you get there. Have you ever had a secret that you had to keep even though you were so excited to share it? That's pretty much how I've been for the last month or two having to keep this incredible news under wraps, but now I can finally share it with all of you. I have partnered with 30 other incredible experts in the field of business and marketing and mindset to bring you the Business You course bundle. So what is this course bundle? Well, it's over 30 incredible courses bundled into one low price of just $100. That means you're going to get access to 30 courses valued at over $5,000 for just $100. So what kind of courses are you going to get? Well, inside the Business You course bundle, there are trainings on sales, marketing, mindset, wealth creation, niching down, manifestation, setting up various income streams, self-empowerment, email marketing. Guys, there is so much inside this bundle. It is ridiculous. I've been going through some of these courses on my own and the amount of information is so incredible. I mean, you get access to some of these courses like Client Attraction Magic, which I have really been loving. They teach you all about how to find and attract your dream client. There's another one called Daily Social Media Prompts, where she gives you just copy and paste content that is really great for your business. The Authentic Entrepreneur is a five-day intensive that really dives into how to connect with your brand so that your messaging feels true to who you are and is really authentic, which is going to come through in your marketing and everything you do and is going to attract your client even more. Guys, some of these courses go so well together in helping you to build an overall feel for your brand. It's ridiculous. And you get access to my program, Inbox Insider, where you get an entire year of done-for-you email marketing content, plus some really great list-building bonuses. And did I mention this is all just for $100? Like, that's incredible. But it doesn't last for long, so make sure you go get your bundle today. Head to girlmeansbusiness.com forward slash business dash you. That link will be down in the show notes, so if you're out running errands or on a walk or in your car, you don't have to try and jot that down. You can go grab that link down below. Sign up for your Business You course bundle and start diving into all of the amazing content that these incredible entrepreneurs are sharing with you right now.
All right, guys, I will see you there. Let's get back to today's show. The second thing you can do to repurpose is through your email marketing. So every week, if you're on my email list, you get an email from me that tells you about what this week's episode is about. So I give you a little preview, a little snippet, some teaser information, maybe a couple of the highlighted points, and then I link you back to the episode. That's a really great way for you to repurpose that content into your email marketing because you are offering them something of value. You're telling them, hey, I've got this free piece of content for you. Here's a little bit about what it's about. If you think this is something you want to learn about, head over to my podcast page and listen. Click here to read the blog post. Click here to head over to my YouTube channel and watch the video. And so not only are you sharing it on your social media page, you can also be sharing it with your email list. And again, sometimes it's as simple as copying part of that blog post, putting it into an email and making it into like a little teaser. You've seen a lot of people do this. A lot of online marketers have done this with email lists. They will start a story. They will hook you in. And then they'll say, if you want to find out more, if you want to see how this ends, click here to read more. Because again, it's one thing to have it in the email. That's great. You want them opening that email. You want them to read the email. But in order to boost your SEO, you need eyes and ears on your content. And so you're whole purpose is driving people back to that original content. So don't post the whole blog post in your email. Just give them a little teaser and then drive them back to that original content. Stay with us. We'll be right back. If you've been listening to the Girl Means Business podcast for any amount of time, then you know my love of email marketing runs deep. Not only is it a great way to generate new leads, but it's one of the most effective methods for nurturing warm leads and turning them into sales. Now, over the years, I've tested several email platforms, and my favorite by far is Flowdesk. Not only do they make email marketing simple and easy, even for the technically challenged, but they have everything you need to create stunning emails, capture leads, make sales, and automate the entire process, giving you time back in your busy day. And the cherry on top is you're only charged one flat fee no matter how many subscribers you have. So while other platforms will increase your price when you go over your pricing tier limit, Flowdesk has no price increases or hidden fees. If you're ready to give Flowdesk a try, click the link below in the show notes to save 50% off your first year. Let Flowdesk help you design emails people will love. Click the link below and check it out. I have a feeling you're going to love it just as much as I do. All right, number three is to use Pinterest. Now I'm separating this from social media because while a lot of times Pinterest gets lumped in with social media, I feel like it's utilized in a very different way. And so I don't necessarily think of Pinterest the same way I think of you know Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all of those things. Because to me, Pinterest is sort of a place where my content lives on for much longer than it does anywhere else. So what I would do for this episode of getting started with email marketing is I would create maybe an infographic. This is where Canva comes in really handy or Adobe Spark or any of the other sort of graphic design apps and websites out there. Go in and take sort of a snapshot of what it is you want to show. Pinterest loves things that are visual. So infographics are really great. 
And I could create an infographic where I say, getting started with email marketing. Step one, choose an email marketing platform. Step two, design a lead magnet to build your email list. Step three, create connection with consistent email marketing strategies. And then I can link to or connect to that original piece of content. So now instead of just having a graphic that says podcast episode number 19, getting started with email marketing, I've kind of given them a little outline, a little piece of information already. And then if they want more, they can click on it. So now it's taken me five or 10 minutes in Canva, create a Pinterest graphic, use an app like Tailwind or go into Pinterest and upload that and link it to your original blog post, your original content. And it's a great way to get eyes on your content. I will say one of the biggest reasons that my photography page ranks pretty high on Google most of the time is because of my Pinterest traffic that I drive back to my blog. Now, some of my blog posts are not necessarily even photography sessions I offer anymore. One of them was a pregnancy announcement blog post that went viral. One of them is, or some of them are family sessions, and I don't really offer those anymore, but it still is on my site and it still keeps traffic coming to my site so that when somebody sees my post on Pinterest, they click on it, it takes them back to my website. Then they start exploring the other things on my website. And next thing you know, I might have a new client. I might have a new follower. And either way, it's boosted my SEO because it's traffic coming to my website. So Pinterest is really great for that because, again, it lives on longer. When you post something on Facebook or Instagram, usually within about 24 to 48 hours, people have forgotten about it. It's no longer at the top of the feeds. It's not really relevant anymore. It goes so quickly. But with Pinterest, it really does live a little longer because people go on there and they use it like a search engine. So if someone goes on to Pinterest and types in how to get started with email marketing, my pen is still going to come up even if I put it there a year or two ago. So Pinterest is a great place to repurpose your content and you can repurpose it more than one time. So my recommendation there too is to create multiple graphics for your your content. And these are things that if you're creating weekly episodes or weekly content, you can sort of have a templated version and you just go in and change it out to match that week's content. And so you're not having to reinvent the wheel. Again, work smarter, not harder. It doesn't have to be something new and shiny and sparkling different every single week. Just have a template idea and then just adjust it to match each week's content. Upload three or four different versions of a Pinterest pin that all link back to the same thing. So you could have for that email marketing episode, I could have an infographic that has, you know, step one, step two, step three. Then maybe I have a second graphic that's more just text with the title of the episode and a little description. I could have a third graphic that's more of an image with an overlay with the title or some kind of catchy question I'm asking people you know, get creative. Again, Canva has a ton of really great templates that you can utilize to help you. But that way you are posting three or four different pins to Pinterest with the same link, taking them back to your original content. And then based on which one is performing the best or based on what other people, you know, look at or what catches their attention, you're still driving traffic to that content in multiple ways on Pinterest. All right, number four 
is if you are doing a blog post or a podcast episode, then take the same information you've already done and create video content. Now, obviously, if your weekly content is already in video form, then this doesn't apply. But you could also reverse it the other way. If you're doing video content as your primary source, then transcribe your videos and create blog content or use it to upload just the audio to a podcast. That way you're kind of cross-promoting in different platforms. But if you are doing written or spoken content, then turn it into a video. Now, for some people, this seems intimidating because, again, it's the idea of video. It can be a little scary, but it doesn't have to be difficult. It doesn't have to be scary. It could be as simple as creating like a slideshow and having it direct back to your blog posts. Another example of this would be in my photography business. I have a blog post that is one of my top performing blog posts that's titled five reasons not to book a boudoir session. And of course there are five excuses I hear from a lot of clients. And then the reasons why those excuses should not stop you from booking a session, but it's a very catchy title and it gets people interested. So I took five images and I made a little slideshow in I think I may have used Canva or Animoto or Vimeo. I can't, there was a lot of, there's a ton of like little, you know, slideshow apps and websites out there that you could utilize, but just create a quick little slideshow with the five main excuses. And then under each one, I put like a little snippet about why that excuse shouldn't stop you. And I posted that on my social media. I was able to add it to the blog post. I've put it on Pinterest Um, I've shared it in emails. I've done all the things. And it just is a fun little quick way for people who don't have time to read the whole blog post to still get the the main points of it in a visual way. So again, you're also utilizing the sort of old teaching method of when I was in the classroom of there's different ways that people consume content. Some people really love to read blog posts. Some people love to listen to podcasts. Some people want it to be like, hey, just give me the five main points and let's move on. So another great thing about repurposing your content into different ways is you're now kind of reaching and meeting those people in the way that they most likely consume content. So with the example I've been using of the podcast episode, getting started with email marketing, I could take that audio and I could create it into a YouTube video. In fact, there's, again, there's an app for everything. There are apps and websites that will automatically do that. You upload the podcast, you choose like an image or a graphic that you want to use, and then they just turn it into a YouTube video for you and upload it to your page. Uh, You could also take, again, the bullet points and turn them into a slideshow. I could take, you know, step one, give a couple little pointers on choosing email platform. Step two, give some pointers on lead magnets. Step three, give some pointers on you know, building connections through your email list or through your emails each week. And that could be a fun little slideshow that I share out to promote the episode and to also just give people sort of a little snippet of the information. All right. Number five, my last tip for ways to repurpose your content is to create a sort of best of or a roundup post. So again, this goes back to knowing your analytics and really understanding like what episodes are doing well, what content is working really well, what does my audience really want, and then create sort of a yearly or a bi-yearly roundup of like the best of. 
And this way you're not only pointing back to one piece of content, but now you're pointing back to multiple pieces of content. I did this with the podcast last Christmas as I sort of did an end of the year roundup and I played little clips of different episodes that were sort of my top performing, top downloaded episodes. And I would say like episode 19, getting started with email marketing. And it would play like a little two minute clip of that episode. And then I would go into the next one and I would link to all of those episodes in the show notes so people could easily kind of go back. If you have a ton of content on your site, you might do sort of a start here. Like these are the most valuable pieces of content or Let's say, for example, that you are a wedding coordinator and you have a ton of blog posts about wedding planning tips and different aspects of wedding planning that can feel a little overwhelming for people. So if they come to your site and maybe at the top of your site, you have, you know, start here. These are the five most important things you need to know before you dive into wedding planning. And you have your five most top performing posts right there. That's a really great way. And you can share that again. Same thing. Repurpose all of that as a whole nother piece of content. The last little kind of bonus tip I'll give here is if you know, for example, with the Getting Started with Email Marketing podcast, if I know that that is a really well-received podcast episode, it's one that a lot of people really like, then what I'm going to do is I'm going to say, you know what, this is what people want more of. And I'm going to take that and I have, I'm going to take that episode and I'm going to break it down into smaller pieces. So I'm going to take that episode and I'm going to say, okay, Let's dive even more into how to design a lead magnet. So I did a whole episode on how to create a lead magnet, why you need one, how it works, how you create one, what are different types of lead magnets out there. And then I could say, okay, well, maybe people want to know more about the difference between email platforms. So I can create content on my website where I compare and contrast different email platforms. What do they offer you? What's going to fit best for you? Um, if people want to know more about how to create content, then I can, for, you know, for email lists, I've done episodes on creating a welcome sequence. You know, I have free downloads for all of those things. So I've been able to look at my information and realize that people really like the episodes where I talk about X, Y, and Z, and I can then go deeper and create more content around that topic. So knowing what your audience wants knowing what your audience is interested in, and then using that to create more content in the future is going to really take the pressure off of you sitting down every week and going, okay, what do I need to write about? Because you are going to look at what your audience says that they want, and you're going to give them what they want, which means they're going to keep coming back every time. The last little piece, I know I said that was the last before, but I'm going to throw in one more. What I call ABS, always be sharing. Don't ever feel like you are oversharing because I promise you, you are not. If you post every single week on your social media about a blog post, even if it's the exact same one, I promise you that you are not oversharing. So don't be afraid to reshare, reshare, reshare. If you have sort of what I call a cornerstone content, this is content, again, that is sort of the foundation of what you do in your business. And you want to make sure that you're getting eyes on that content. That is what is driving traffic to your website. That is what people are going to. And then they're trickling down the rabbit hole of other content that you have. But that's the draw that gets them there in the first place. Then share that content like crazy. 
find different quotes to post on social media. You know, send it out to your email every couple of weeks. Keep adding those graphics to Pinterest. Refresh those graphics. Make them new. Add those slideshows. Put the content on YouTube. And then take that same content and break it apart into smaller bits of information that you can then create more content around. So somebody can come to your site from that one cornerstone piece and then they'll find, oh, well, now I want to learn more about lead magnets. So now I'm going to click over here and listen to this episode. Or now I'm going to click over here and read this blog post. So continue to share consistently. If you get to a point in your business where you're like, you know what, I'm in a slump. I just don't feel like I'm in a headspace where I can create meaningful content. That's okay. We all have those times in our business and those times in our lives where we need to just have a breather and take a step away, but we don't want our business to not be consistently putting something out. We don't want our business to not be there on social media. So that's when you go back to your backlog of content, you pull out those content pieces that you've done in the past that were successful and you reshare, reshare, reshare. That is what great content designers do, content creators, is they take content they already have and they re-push it out there and then they come back and create more content on, you know, to lead people through that rabbit hole again. All right, guys. So that is our five quick and easy ways to repurpose your content. Hopefully this inspires you to kind of go back into the content you've created in the past. One of the things, I'll give you another little bonus tip here. One of the best ways that I've kept up with my content and it's made it really easy because I'm a visual person for me to be able to look back at the content I've created is I use Asana as sort of a, a home base sort of for all of my content. So I have different boards. I use it to kind of organize my podcast episodes. I use it to organize my blog content and I have it categorized by topics. So with my blog content, I can go in and say, okay, you know, I know that with my photography business, you know, boudoir is a big thing. So I'm going to go and look at all of my boudoir content. Okay. I haven't talked about this, you know, blog post in a while. So I'm going to grab and I have the links there. I have graphics there. I have snippets there. It's all sort of already done for me in those little Asana boards. And it makes it really easy for me when I'm looking for something to share, to go in and just sort of copy and paste, grab the pieces that I need and put them into my social media planning page or put them into an email or whatever I plan to do with them. So that's another little bonus tip for an easy way to organize it. So you're not having to go back into, you know, your WordPress site or your show it site or wherever you're hosting your website and try to dig through your blog posts. If you're like me and you like to kind of have it visually laid out, that's a great program you can use. I know Trello is another one. Um, Some people use Excel spreadsheets or Google Docs, whatever works for you. But if you can have sort of a place where you are storing your content information so that you're not having to search for the link, you're not having to search for, okay, well, I created that graphic. What did I do with it? It's all housed right there. That's a really, really easy way to make sure you stay on top of being able to repurpose your content without it feeling like you're creating content all over again anyway, is having all of that there ready to go. All right. I promise I'm done now. I could probably talk, go on and talk about this forever, but I know I've said I've had like three or four bonus tips after the five I had already given you. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up now. Um, thank you again so much for being here this week. I really appreciate it. If you have not left a review for this podcast, I would really, really love that. That would be like the best end of 2020 Christmas gift I could get from you. If you head to iTunes or if you're already listening to this episode in the iTunes podcast app, 
Just scroll down to the bottom and click the reviews and let me know what you thought of this episode or any of the other episodes that you have listened to. All right, guys, I hope you have a wonderful week. Don't forget to take care of yourself. Don't forget to do something that makes you feel good this week. I know we're all in a place of feeling like we're overwhelmed, but just make sure you take care of you and I will see you back here next week. Same time, same place. Thank you.